I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is, is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Courtney, you know how they say so much about the golden age of cinema? I believe that we have entered the platinum age of television with Army Wives this week. <laughs> um, I was going to say the golden shower of television with the, what I saw, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know what that is, just Google it. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Um Wide a range of emotions from me this week uh, from Army Wives. I laughed. I cried. There was so much. So much. So you were into this? No, actually, I gritted my teeth through the first, what is it, 29 minutes long? The first 21 minutes and the, like the last eight minutes. It was only a half hour show? I think it, so. Because it felt like a full hour. <laughs> <laughs> I remember texting you. I'd be like, is this a full hour show or a half hour? Because I don't think I could sit through a full one hour of the show. So I was about three minutes into this thing and I wrote down, this seems like a Hallmark or Lifetime movie. And then like, no shock, I guess this was on Lifetime, which makes sense because it was almost like an evening soap opera, but like no edge. This was some of the deepest acting I've ever seen. It's like they just took a bunch of people off the street and were like, here, you want to be actors and actresses? <laughs> like, here, here you go. Well, the one breath of fresh air was Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us. Yeah, he was great. I was like, oh my God, where did he come from? Like, some legitimacy to this program because I did not recognize many people. Well, I mean, I recognize Brian McNamara too. Can I tell me who he is? Because I'm not even sure. Oh, never mind. It wasn't Brian McNamara. I don't even see. He, he can't be that fucking noticeable to me if I don't even know who his name is. It was one of the the guy with the shipping off. Oh, Cherry uh, Terry Serpico. Okay. Was it? I don't know. Yeah. Like, this He's is been what in I a couple mean. Other okay. Things. We're trying to piece together names. So clearly, <laughs> this wasn't. Well, let me just say my one shock was. This starts in 2007. It ran for seven seasons. Does that? Yuck. <laughs> okay. Well, Literally just take that and put it into any other programming, like, please. Like, what the hell? It, I read a review. I went on Rotten Tomatoes because I was like, I can't see what people think about this. Like, when I was done watching it. And one review says, what begins as a guilty pleasure becomes a legitimately enthralling series by the end of its fourth episode. So, like, maybe it does get better. No. There's no way we get better. <laughs> well, to me, there were some interesting story choices, which we will talk about like as we go through it. But the acting kind of doesn't seem to know what direction to go in. Like, I see potential here. Like, I just think some of the character development needs work. Like Roxy, the hillbilly woman, showing up at that tea party in a crop top and a mini jean skirt. Like, to me, it would have been more interesting if she rolled in in kind of like an ill-fitting dress she got from the thrift store, like trying to fit in. You know what I mean? Like, to have her dress like, oh, here comes the trashy character is like, it doesn't, it's just too obvious. Like, they're trying to make a genre of a person more than making like an authentic 3D person. What they did is they picked people, actresses that were very, very poor versions of other actresses. So Roxy yes. is a poor Hayden's Petitier. Yeah. It's like, 
we just want these people to be like these people because we wrote it thinking these people are in mind. So we're going to find people that look and act like these people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because it was almost like you like you did a head tilt and you're like, is that like some of like I, I, I did not even catch some of their character names. Uh, some of the brown haired women. I was like, is that like, you know, you just I don't know. It was it was weird. I mean, when finally when Sterling rolled in, I was like, oh. Like, here we go. Like, here's something, <laughs> you know, but, but now because that was 2007, it probably wasn't something then like, he's really popular, obviously, because of this is us, which is on mm-hmm. now. So I don't know. It's so, it just was, it just didn't know where to go in, in to me. You want to give us some background? I don't is that all your background? have any. Okay. <laughs> Listen to this. Like, <laughs> there is none okay like because there was i read every trivia piece if you could even call them that like like there is no (laughs) there's no background on for seven seasons lifetime 2007 do you even know any of these actors like let's talk about sterling k brown at least that will be fascinating yeah all right i'm gonna talk about the characters this is gonna go by very very quick (laughs) but i mean these people are very like the shallow end of the pool uh for for interestingness about them yeah so kim delaney uh she's nypd blue all my children csi uh the second most recognizable on the show yeah fun fact she was arrested for drunk driving uh (laughs) (laughs) once in in 2002 she was given two years probation a 300 fine that was the most interesting fact i could find about her (laughs) yeah all right sally pressman uh she was in a tv show called good girls uh she went to Yale. Uh, she's classically trained in ballet and is a former member of the Manhattan Ballet Company. Is she on that Good Girls that's on now? Yep. Okay. Okay. Bridget Branagh. She's the redhead. Oh. Um, she was in a show called Runaways. Angel. Uh, what's kind of cool about her is she was Princess um, Mierda's kind of inspiration for the movie Brave. Oh, I was going to say because of the red hair. Yep. But why? How did they know her for her to become inspiration for that? that you can't the, answer for that. For those it's who can't see pondering. me at home, I just have a blank expression <laughs> of it. You know? so it's like, just a general know. pondering because I don't know that you can answer that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sterling K. Brown. This is us, Black Panther. He won two Screen Actor Guild Awards in one year. He made history as the first African-American man to win Best Actor in a Drama Series. I do have to say that he... Is doing the best acting in this show. He is. Uh, he actually counts NYPD Blue as a TV series that most inspired him to become an actor when he was growing up. Hey, can't believe him there. That was a, as we talked about, a pretty remarkable series. But, I mean, he's really doing his best here. It's not even like, it's not even like when we watch Baywatch and we're like, all right, everyone's going to be a little cheesy. It's like he's doing fine acting here. Mm-hmm. It's not even like just starting out. Like he's doing a good job, and you know what? Some of these girls are doing a good job. Some not so much, but you know, I it, it has potential. I guess. I mean, some are all right. Uh, I think it's the characters and roles that they're put in, and also just the dialogue that's written is not very engaging, and that's the biggest thing. I feel like Sterling K. Brown's character has a very interesting story to tell, like. Yeah comparison to his and his wife uh his wife uh the, the woman the actress in, in the show actually has won a ton of awards for playing this character apparently 
Um, so apparently there's going to be a lot of depth uh, to their Because I do have, yeah, I have some predictions about her later on. Yeah, it's one of those things where you can see that the writing really kind of should have, writing is a big deal in order to make like a really good storytelling, I guess is what you want to say. And like that is part of the problem. It's not that they're not each pulling their weight. It's like that they're given like one's given like a feather to pull and one's given like a metric ton to pull. You know what I mean? So it's. Yeah, absolutely. Because these, these are supposed to be from so many different walks of life. These, these women are supposed to be so different. And yeah. you don't, it's hard to make each character as engaging as it should be. So they're really trying to, you know, pin down one character at a time. They can't, most shows that they'll build up each character individually. I, I feel like in a cohesive manner. And this mm-hmm. one was like, pulling a lot and then pulling a lot yeah. and then pulling a lot and like no no cohesiveness it was i don't know it was it was they were trying to focus on one i feel like it was six different stories yeah um it's kind of like what movie is that um the, about the car accident and there's like all those different stories and um, then it makes sense at the end the um crash yeah it's yeah. like that it's like that and that's the, but that's not the good. thing. I would, yeah, exactly, but not good. Like, I mean, I've worked with veterans, right? And I could see where there are, is some authenticity to this. I can, and I can see the potential for it down the road. And you know what? When we get to it, there's some pretty shocking moments, and that I actually thought mm-hmm. was very interesting storytelling. I just yeah. don't like the things where they're like. Oh, let's use Roxy's wardrobe to show that she's the she doesn't fit in. She's a hillbilly, two sons by two different fathers. Like it's just she was too much, but it wasn't actually her fault. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was the writing and the wardrobe and the whole mix of her. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's, I get what you're saying because she was very, you know, they try to throw a lot of, like you said, like they're throwing a whole boulder on her back to like try to carry this whole character, but they put. She had like no help, yeah, um, but wow. she still wasn't bad. I mean, and then you have like the the ritzy woman and she's had like eight lines in the whole thing. I was I still because <laughs> I had to sit here and think about each of the leading characters. And I was like, all right, this one's got this one going on. This this going on. I was like, what the fuck did she have going on? I don't even know her name. Mm-hmm. What I does she have anything happening? Why is she important? Uh, she's important because like her husband's like the leader. Oh. She's like the head honcho. Yeah. Ugh. All right. All right. And last character, Terry uh, Serpico, who we talked about, uh, plays Frank Shearwood. Um, He's on Yellowstone. I don't know if you knew that. What season is he on? I haven't been. I've been uh, DVRing this most recent season. All right. I don't know what season, but he's also played two different characters on Oz, uh, and both were killed off in their first appearance. He relates what? a lot of his army wife's character to his father growing up as an army brat. Uh, Terry's father was a career army officer for 26 years, reaching the full rank of uh, a full bird colonel. Uh, Terry's character on the show is just one rank lower. Oh, cool. That's neat. Yeah, he. Um, I watched Oz like top to bottom in like a marathon. All right, let's just get into it. Live watch. All right. It opens up in a poor man's coyote ugly with a poor man's Hayden Pettitier with a, her with her midriff out. It's like the northern New, New York coyote ugly. Oh my god, they're like, 
like um, how many, you know, the, the amount of sluttiness is how many inches from the belly button the shirt goes, right? It's like, <laughs> she was like, how dangly, yeah, how dangly can we make her belly button ring? <laughs> um, and also, how much can we flirt with, 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 with her wardrobe on oh, this one? Oh, God. I have to say something here, okay? So when he, <laughs> let's just say what happens, which is the guy walks in. And proposes marriage to her after four days of knowing her. Okay, that's not where I take issue. Where I take issue is in the proposal, he goes, you've got two kids by two different men. Like, he did not need to, like, lead up to the proposal with, like, listen, you've been a slut. You've been down and out. You met me four days ago, which continues with your slutty ways. Now, would you like to get married? Like, that was basically, it was as eloquent as I just said it. We could have just, like, learned about her. A proper way. Yeah. yeah. And they would just like, what? hey, I know you're like kind of a piece of shit. Like he's basically, but I love you. And we've only known each other four days. Yeah. Uh, so she ends up marrying private first class Trevor LeBlanc. And they move to an army post after four days of fucking meeting each other. Yeah, li- literally four days. And why? You're right. Like, why couldn't they just down the line, like, explain the kids were two, two, from two different fathers? Like, that could have been an opportunity for that to just been, like, off the cuff and, like, you know. She some... said it later in the show. Yeah, but he said it right up front. Right. In the... <laughs> I know, but, like, they could have just did it later. Right, right, right. Like, I... They did it twice. They did this twice. Yeah, like, and I'll explain the other one. In case you forgot halfway through, Roxy's a slot. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so she, she different. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, just, oh. Uh, next, we have Claudia jo- Joy Holden, who believes that her husband, uh, Colonel Michael Holden's promotion didn't come through uh, because of politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just bang one out. Yeah, I did not care about that one iota. I was more enthralled yep. in her when she, in Roxy, when she rolled up to the house and goes, where I'm from. <laughs> Hold on. I can't do it. She goes, where I'm from, the lawn is for car parts. Like, look at yeah. that. He's like, damn it, we got a citation. She's like, but we ain't even moving yet. <laughs> so. And he's like, they got real strict rules around here. <laughs> She's like, oh boy, I'm just happy to have a house. This, this is more than this I is, ever had. This is 2007, Joe. This is not that long ago. Oh. We go lived in a car my whole life. <laughs> Just go on. Go to the next. All right. Uh, so they all go to a ball. There's a lot of small talk. Um, they do like a little introduction of characters, but I'll get to all the characters in a minute as we kind of go through. We'll break down the storylines, but they all go to a ball and small talk. There's just different than you'd expect. Well, how they have is a wife this... trying to give another man shooting tips? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, because I'm the chicken. I got to talk about the wardrobe for a minute. Okay. I have seen pictures of a military ball. The men are always in uniform. The women are always in gowns. This yep. fucking show. Some people are in pantsuits. Some people got home from the office. Some are in dresses. I'm like, what is this? This is not a military ball. Like, it was fucking weird, right? Did you catch that? They had a $500 wardrobe budget, and they just wanted to make sure that all the Army guys had the Army suits on, and all the extras can wear whatever they wanted. Yeah, just take something from home and quickly meet a sunset. Yeah, don't just say black tie or something for everyone else. Um yeah. You know, just put everyone in everything else and then 
make you know the best actor in the show wear the cheapest suit it's one of them like one of the why like at one point roxy's like i got this from the thrift store like okay really did roxy we know but like literally it's just like i could talk for three hours about each of their wardrobes it was just i don't know go on all right so roxy uh, roxy accidentally salutes the major general um she's like hi and like stands up when when her husband salutes the major general she's like oh my god i wasn't supposed to do that i'm so silly like wait then, like is she a person like even if you, like even if you just married a military man are you human like do you know any yeah. things do you have any so i'm just gonna talk in that voice whenever i we talk about roxy <laughs> Please um, but they find out that her uh, husband will be starting paratrooper training in the next morning, which is like very exciting. Apparently something that he's been going for and he can't believe that uh, Shearwood, who's kind of the, the big guy on campus, even knows his name. Yeah. Uh, and she, she says, then go don't spill some wine all over herself. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And it's like, oh, gosh, darn it. I'm so clumsy. <laughs> Before then, you have to say the line she says after she salutes the guy and he finally walks away. She goes, well, if I didn't just serve up toe jam and I'm idiot cracker. Okay, it's the caliber of writing we're talking about in the show, folks. Toe jam. Sure line wasn't ad <laughs> I did direct quotes from the show, Joseph, because it was outlandish. Oh my God, this isn't the army version of Beverly Hillbillies. Well, go start. I'm in the wrong spot. <laughs> I wondered it. Yeah, please talk about her spilling the wine and like what transpires from there. So she's she's like, gosh darn it, go spill wine all over myself. After I gone on saluted, I just don't fit in. No one likes me. And then she gets up and she walks into the, the bathroom. And then she's in the bathroom. And then all the other women are in the bathroom. And all the other women are talking shit about other people. And then you had all these main characters all in the bathroom talking. And then she comes out of the stall and she's naked. And she only has a thong and a bra on. And then she's washing her shit off in the sink. And then she's just like, y'all, you can't let your man hit you and then she's like y'all bitches and then she's because like don't worry I got the last the last listener we had just turned off <laughs> <laughs> in english yeah she basically goes to the bathroom to wash up and walks out with conservatively like five people in the bathroom with a bra and a thong on to rinse off her dress like, yeah. and they are standing there and again, like business suits, whatever they're wearing. And like, look, their jaws are basically on the floor because she looks ridiculous. Also, may I comment that before she walked out of the stall, the two women were getting very close face to face in the bathroom and I felt some weird sexual energy. There's a lot of weird sexual energy between these women. I think they're trying to one-up each other so much mm-hmm. that they're just going to kiss each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, but meanwhile, psychiatrist Donald, uh, Dr. Ronald Burton is trying to reconnect with his l- wife, Lit- uh, Lieutenant Colonel Joan Burton, who just returned from Afghanistan mm-hmm. after three years, and they're banging in the same bathroom. Yeah. Oh, I loved that. That I was into. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of storytelling I like. At least it was edgy. I mean, you know, that made me sound crazy. But let me say it from a couple of perspectives. I like that the wife was in the military. I like that that was an angle that they took. And then I liked oh, yeah. that they were just, like, passionate. You know what I mean? There wasn't all this, like, weirdness in their marriage. They're, you know what I mean? Like, she got home and that's, you know, they wanted to get down to business. Well, I mean, 
we find out later she's like really suffering from PTSD is mm-hmm. kind of going off the rails, but he's a psychiatrist. He really understands what's going into this. He knows who she is and no matter what she's done, she's still the same person. So they're just going to grapple over that, which is a real serious issue. Uh, yes. It faces a lot of people when they come home, especially after being gone for three straight fucking years. Yes. And being deployed for that long. It is. It's a, it's a major thing. And that's where I thought they really did a good job with, the, with this couple in particular of incorporating realism into it. Um, mm-hmm. and a couple others. I mean, we'll get to that, but I thought that they were really trying to actually, because even in 2007, like a lot of people, when you think about a quote unquote wounded warrior, they think it's like, oh, the physical things, oh, they got a spinal cord injury, they got an amputation. Uh, no, I mean, there's a lot of invisible injuries that they have. And I think that that was good that they put some focus on that even. Absolutely. You know, that yeah. long ago. They, those two characters were the most developed out of the whole uh, show so far. Uh, cut to that night. Roxy's like, now come on, parachute all in my pussy. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. And then cut to Roxy's son gets sick. They end up in the ER at four in the morning. Uh, she tells her husband to go home. You got to go jump out of a perfectly good airplane in the morning. Oh. Um, so she tells him to go home and she's sitting there with the kids. Uh, the next morning, she sees Claudia bring her daughter in for a physical so she can go to cheer practice and skip like the whole line of fucking people that have been uh, waiting there. Uh, it made me sick. Roxy understandably gets pissed as a normal human being would. Mm-hmm. And she goes, now, listen up. I had she's I got <laughs> puke all over the Rolling Stones twice today because she's wearing a Rolling Stones T-shirt yeah. because she's trash. And then excuse you. Uh, I have a vast collection of Rolling Stones T-shirts. And I'll think. Okay, you I saw, I saw the stones over, over last summer, so yeah, yeah. whatever. I love the stones, but I meant like that's what they were trying to portray. Um, they could have done like Def Leppard if they really wanted to make a track. Yeah, <laughs> Lana Skinner, snake. who's also my fave, but just go on. Well, she goes, "Who do I fuck? Who do I got to fuck around here to yeah. get to the front of the line?" Uh, Claudia lets her go first. Um, she tells her daughter to go sit down. So it was actually a nice thing to see. Sees like a little humility out of Claudia, who's been this like very stern you know person that's supposed to be like oh that's what i was the first sure. wife of the space is yeah. she supposed to be an asshole or is she supposed to be nice because when she got to when roxy got to the tea party later on too i was like oh man they're gonna make fun of her claudia went up to her and was like nice so i was like i didn't understand her character well claudia was the one that was hosting it and she's the one that invited her okay okay so, so she, she wanted to yeah. get to know her and she saw that she wasn't going to probably fit in without her help. So that's why she invited her. I gotcha. Okay. All right. Uh, next scene, we have Pamela, uh, the redhead. She's talking to the chaplain. She's uh, pregnant. She's talking about her former life as a cop. Mm-hmm. She spills the beans that this uh, she's a surrogate because of the debt that her family's in. Uh, she plans to tell everyone that her two babies died um, when they get delivered and then subsequently handed off to the family she's a surrogate for yeah let's break this down for a a couple of beats here she quoted saying soldiers don't like cops for wives any insight into why that would be because that puzzled the bejesus out of me i don't get it i think i fucking hate her husband like yeah i got things to say about him she has a scumbag husband Mm -hmm. um but i think that he's intimidated by how strong that she is okay that's what is coming yeah because he's gonna come out of this for sure Yeah, he's a big bitch 
And then, like, okay, so they're in debt, so she does the surrogacy. And their plan is to say the baby died? Like, that just seems like really bad mojo. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I just didn't... I had a lot of things to say about, about the pregnancy later on. But, like, why would that be something that's looked down upon? Like, surrogacy? You didn't have to be like, we were broke, so we did surrogacy. You could have been like, oh, we wanted to give life, like, doing a good deed. Like, why would he be ruined in the military because of that? Yeah, I don't get it. I think it maybe because he has such a weak ego that he would be, I don't know, that people he'd feel like people were looking at him differently because the baby such as carrying and not his. I guess so. It's just like it, I said, he's bizarre. just he's just a weak minded individual. But she ends up going home um, and she comes home and he bought a big flat screen TV mm. Um, and she's like, well, while you're doing this, we haven't even paid my father back yet for the money that I borrowed from him. Um, and he was like, he just got all pissy and like got in her face, like, don't screw this up for me. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, he is a stupid ass. And he's like, I'm a scrawny bitch. And like, I just, I did not care for his character at all. Well, next scene, back at Rox's ranch. No, wait, we missed something that I kind of want to bring up. We kind of glossed over the woman in the bathroom where Roxy said, like, oh, if he's hitting you. So the woman in the bathroom, the one that's... Oh, wait, shit. Yeah, well, we said it, but we kind of didn't go in deep to it. Like, she has a bruise on her wrist, which appears like someone, like, grabbed her, I'm assuming. And so... Yeah, so this is Denise Sherwood. Okay, so I, yeah, Major yeah, Frank, I did not think of her name. Uh, Major Frank Sherwood's wife. He is about to get deployed. Yeah. Uh her you could tell uh in the scene where they're introduced sorry we missed this i missed one of my notes uh that her son is being disciplined uh that frank is a very serious man and it leads you to believe that frank because he's so serious might be hitting her hitting her and Um, like she even says like right before he's getting ready to take off because he's got to go on his like deployment or whatever it is there she says it's such a weird line and i was like is this purposeful because she goes she's like oh i put your medicine in your bag like she like they purposely put that line in there and I'm yeah thinking, oh, yeah okay. she's like take it like, twice a day don't forget yeah so i'm like okay so it does she is actually and she is actually an interesting person in this she they're not giving her a, a ton of lines or shit to deal with screen but, time she gets like two and a half minutes yeah tops. but her story is very interesting so okay i just wanted to make sure we said the lead up of that because the payoff later is interesting yeah, absolutely. I I'm sorry I missed that one. Good call. Uh so back at the ranch, we get uh Candace and Jenny Lee go on, come on, take Roxy out for the night. After she was doing like sensual ironing in front of the kids, like she's standing there in her underwear and they start like in her, yeah, underwear in front of her kids. Other, like while they're ironing and the kids are just like eating cereal and I was like, Oh my god, they're about to make a third baby <laughs> yeah she's like i don't fit in everybody's looking at me weird i can't even iron your shirt i don't even know what words are <laughs> like, literally poor, that poor girl they oh just it's so bad so her husband comes over and they do ghost but an ironing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she's in leopard underwear uh and the doorbell rings it ends up being candace and, and jenny not put on pants to answer the door okay i never saw her put on pants did she, she answer that door in underwear yeah yeah. So, um, these I, they never introduce who these these women are, but they ended up going off to um, a a bar off post, 
and these two chicks they're they're trying to like hook up with other dudes because their husbands are gone yeah didn't they call it like i'm not gonna say it really was it like a jody bar or something like that yeah it's, like, it's, 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 it's a jody bar oh, okay yeah like, so jody they... bar is just slang for a bar that uh women go to when their husbands are away how fucked up is that shit i didn't even know that was a thing yeah, it's just a slang term. I had the Urban Dictionary at after to like double check. I knew what it was because like I had an idea, but um, yeah, that was okay. Well, because they said their batteries don't last too long, and that's why they need to go out. Oh my gosh! Like, so Roxy gets up and she's like, "You want to know what I? You know, Roxy. She feels like she's not contributing anything to her marriage because she just kind of moved in with this guy." She's so used to taking care of these two kids on her own and it's very awkward for her. So she actually stands up in the middle of this and is like, you want to know what? I feel more comfortable behind the bar. She sees a help wanted sign. She goes up and goes, hey, can I have an application? The lady goes, can you make, I don't know, something, some titty drink? It was supposed to be like a titty. <laughs> you got me. Well, she goes, oh, well, you do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. And everyone knows that every titty has a nipple. And then she goes ahead and throws a cherry on it. <laughs> and then... And the woman was impressed and she takes down the help wanted sign. So now we know that Roxy got a job. She works at the bar. Now, the next scene we see uh, Jeremy uh, has gotten into West Point. Jeremy is Denise's son. So Denise is the one that had the bruise on her arm. Okay. I now, keep getting their names confused. Okay, yes. Yes. <sighs> I, I'm, I just re-say the names for everyone at home because you don't know the names. I wouldn't know the names unless I wrote Every one of them down. Yeah. The, okay. This is, to me, the most shocking. One of the yeah. most shocking storylines in anything I've watched, to me. Like, I thought it was out Yeah, there. it's really fucked up. Um, so Jeremy gets a note that he's gotten into West Point. They've kind of built this up in the background of the show. Um, apparently, his dad helped him get in. And he wanted to do it by himself and he goes i just wanted to do one thing without him and become himself and she yeah. goes up to like console him he backhands his mother across the face back and it wasn't like he pulled away and like accidentally he fucking hauled off and backhanded his own mother i just did that was like the part where justin was with me our jaws were on the floor like that who takes a beating from their own kid like my mom would have would have cocked back and punched me right back up. I, if I I'm 34 today, if I hauled off and hit my mother, she'd knock me. Like kick his yeah. punk fucking ass. What is she thinking? Yeah. That is so. I don't think I've ever seen a show where the kid physically abuses the mother and she's just like, take it night. It like doesn't even tell yeah. the father. Mm-hmm. Well, the father is is gone. No, but in general, because before then she had the bruise on her arm. Oh, yeah, beforehand because of the bruise on her arm. It's obviously from Jeremy and not the husband. Right. Husband. So she ends up going to the Holdens, um, who are like their best friends. They're kind of like the second in command of the whole whole thing. Yeah. Um, And she's kind of like, no, he would never hit me, the husband. She's like, he would never hit a woman. He knows he's like strictly by the book. So we find out he's just like a super nice guy and really strict and by the book. Um, but Holden peels off in his uh, pickup truck. He goes and finds Jeremy, who's like drinking at a playground. Je- I, je- I wrote in there. I'm like, 
Now this freaking kid's drinking at the playground with a cheerleader. There's like little kids behind them. And like, he's like a mini psychopath. Oh yeah, for sure. He's off the reservation. Um, so Holden finds him and threatens him. He's like, basically, if you ever, he's like, you never hit a woman. I don't care who you are. And if you ever hit your mother again, I'm going to come down here and treat you like any other man on this base that hit a woman. Yeah. Means he's gonna fucking tune him up. Yeah. How and he that which kid I hope happens. Needs his ass kicked. He yeah. needs it. <laughs> so while Roxy's working at the bar, uh, you have she can automatically she has like this very intuitive sense about people. Mm-hmm. She sees a woman behind the bar, and the woman behind the bar uh, calls her ma'am. And she says, "Only two people that call me ma'am." People that are in the military, guys that want to go home with me. <laughs> uh, and she come, you know, comes to find out that it's Sterling K. Brown's uh, wife that just had come home for three years. She yeah. obviously is going out for a drink. She's having a tough time adjusting to life. She get pretty drunk. Um, the next scene, we see her up on the bar dancing. Now... Everyone gets really into it in the bar because someone's up on the bar dancing. Yeah. So a bunch of and people like stand up. And this is already like a, um, this might as well be like an Ashley Madison bar because it's all like cheating people. So I'm sure oh, they're yeah. loving it that she's up there. Yeah. And she's up there like cutting loose and like jeans and like spaghetti strap, <laughs> like regular. Very 2007. Uh, yeah. Very 2007. Uh, and she, she's, she's dancing and. It's supposed to show her trying to like cut loose and trying to take out, you know, part of herself. And then all of a sudden she just wands up and hits the guy that's in the front. Punch, punch that dude square in the face. Like out of nowhere, out of the blue. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Like it caught me off guard because I kind of looked away to like type some notes. And all of a sudden I looked back up. I was like, holy fucking shit. She just cocked that dude right in the head and drops him. Okay, here, here's where I have one, I take one issue with her storyline, which is PTSD often gets confused. I'm about to get like, you know, super psychological for a minute, but PTSD often people portray it as like an aggressive thing. And it's not like those people tend to be more like shy away from activities. Don't like, you know, a lot of like confusion, loud noise that can be bothersome. So like, I didn't like that immediately instead of kind of showing her like moving away from the group, it was like, Oh, she got aggressive and punched a guy. Like that's not really like the truest representation of PTSD. That was because I think they were just trying to get the audience to understand what she's going through because people automatically assume that. And what they're doing is that she's resorting to the combat violence that she's used to. Okay, good point. Um, and, that's, and, they, and I guess that's why they, so they want the audience to just like, no, okay, she's still fucked up. Um, yeah. And that's what, that they're trying to drive that home in a very short amount of time. Understand, hopefully they go and show another side uh, of folks and how they suffer and deal and, and cope and try to overcome those issues. So totally understandable uh, why they did that. Was it right? You know, debatable. So yeah. I mean, you got the essence she was struggling for sure. So, I mean, yeah. Roxy, Roxy, just being a good old hard country girl she is, <laughs> goes on, takes her, go, puts her in the back, calls her husband. Now, when her husband gets there, it's Sterling K. Brown, of course. Now, Sterling um, and Roxy had run into each other earlier uh, at the ball, and they know one, one another. Like, just they just know that 
their spouses. Yeah. Uh, she goes, she's in the back uh, while she's cleaning the bar. He thanks her, takes um, takes her home. So the next morning, uh, Claudia is known as kind of the first wife. She's like a celebrity. Like she, she, her husband's the head honcho. Right. Everyone wants to be like her, be in her inner circle. And she's famous for these tea parties. Now, these tea parties are invitation only and everybody wants to get brought to them. So this is where all the gossip <laughs> one, happens. At one point they go... It's a wives only tea party. I go, all right then. And then like I felt bad for Sterling K. Brown. It's like it's like it's he can't be the only man who's married to a woman in the military on that base. And it's like so annoying. It's like when you invite like a gay guy to a baby shower, like he don't want to be there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like well, that. Well, the the great thing is he go they go and she's like, Oh my god, thank you so much for coming. He goes, Yeah, I don't mind being around accompanied by women. Uh, kind of like as a joke. So he he rolls with the punches when it comes to this. Yeah. Um, so everyone's having this like everyone's dressed up to the nines. It looks like the fucking derby. Um, <laughs> that Lenore outside. with the freaking Florence Henderson haircut comes out. Like, oh. Yeah, they have the nicest house. It's in South Carolina. So they got these like whimsical trees in the back. There's like weeping uh, trees and stuff. And um, here comes Roxy. Uh <laughs> They might as well just put her in slow motion with wind in her hair. <laughs> she's wearing like shorts, skirt, boots, crop top. And she's like, it's like I can't stay. Her. I got to go to work in a half an hour. And I was like, why didn't she bring something to change into? <laughs> Who would go to a tea party in a fucking caught out jean skirt and a crop top? Like, I don't know. Like, that's just good old like, Roxy. Yeah. <laughs> She was that's like, Roxy. <laughs> that's Roxy. Oh God. So everyone's kind of like, which like whispering as she comes in, but she goes up and she says hi to Sterling, and she recognizes a few of the women that she's run into, which are our core uh, folks. Yeah. She then gets brought over and gets sat next down to uh, the pregnant woman. I'm just going to use that because people aren't going to remember names. Right. Um. She goes, yeah, the redhead. She goes, they talk a lot of shit about the the redhead the women around the base because she's yeah. pregnant. They'd say that she'd deal drugs and stuff. And she goes, you know, you were the, she's basically like, you're split, you're sitting with the black sheep. And Roxy goes, I've known my husband for 17 days. Um, I have kids by two different uh, fathers. How am I doing? Am I holding up comparison yeah. to you? And she's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, they, they do that little bond. And it was kind of, shitty because like literally before she got there the redhead was just sitting alone like why yeah, is she there it's just to show that she's an outcast roxy's yeah. gonna be an outcast too you got... obvious yeah too obvious. and then pamela the, our redhead she goes into labor Ugh. uh on the bathroom floor i have a so lot roxy, to cool. say about this go on okay roxy uh, starts pulling people in individually one by one to to help uh, so, so next she, she just kind of pulls people in and they're, um, okay. Well, she doesn't want, I've got to, I've got to say something. Okay. She doesn't want to have the baby on the bathroom floor, you know, for a couple of reasons. One, hello, but like two, because she doesn't want all them to know that it's a surrogate. And like, as soon as the babies come out, they're going to know. So they take her to the bar. Okay. They probably can't make it to the hospital, even though. Uh, yeah, so they, the, yeah, they get pulled in hospital. one by one, and then the last guy to get pulled in is Sterling because <laughs> he has the biggest car. 
Yeah. So they all hop in this SUV. Yeah. So it's kind of like this is where the group comes together. Yes, which I did. I did enjoy that. It's, it's like, oh, here's our little like collection. Okay, they can't go to the military hospital, so we bring her to this bar. Let me let's let's talk about surrogacy for a minute, because if you're if you've paid for these babies that are in this woman, are you number one not having like a birthing plan to make sure your children come out? relatively okay and number two like are you not expecting a call like is she not going to call them <laughs> and like okay they they're like we can't go to a hospital on post but what was her plan leading up to that like who was her doctor what was her hospital like this isn't her baby like these are surrogate babies like there's like a process to this so they thought the best place to go was like a dirty grimy bar on top of the well that wasn't it. They were trying to go to another bar that's off base. They said the name of it. It was like Saint something. Bar. You mean hospital, but yeah. Yeah, hospital. But she wasn't going to make it. So they went to, she goes, oh my God, am I going to give birth on Dairy Queen? And Roxy's like, you ain't giving birth no Dairy Queen. I know exactly where we're going. And she brings it to the bar that she just got hired at. They go ahead and plop this poor pregnant woman on the fucking pool table. I wrote this literally insane i wouldn't pay a dime to this surrogate if this was how she was going about having my babies like they gave and then, at one point they gave her a bottle of booze as an epidural <laughs> yeah they gave her a thing of vodka she's like wait she can't drink that oh yeah yeah she can um the best part about it is because you you have everyone come together so you have roxy who's the outcast it goes outcast outcast you yeah. know heads and heads and then the, the woman left her own party to hop in yes and so like, I thought that was cool. Like that was, was cool, cool of her. <laughs> Joey just was so illogical. All right, whatever. So the babies come all black, and Sterling K. Brown's like, "Wasn't me." Yeah. And then, <laughs> then she's got to say like, "Oh, I'm a surrogate because we're poor." Yeah. So now they're they've kind of formed this little group because of this little secret, mm-hmm. um, which I like that. And, I do like that. Mm-hmm. And. Now they're kind of like all going to become friends and then they're going to be the best friends that anyone could ever have. And then they're going to go on and they're going to live happy lives. And then one of them is going to die or one of the husbands is going to die. And then they're going to move away. Some one of them is going to move away. It's going to be real, real sad. And then they're going to end up having uh, a grand old life. And then Roxy's going to finally come into her own and she's going to hold her own tea party. And then Sterling K Brown and his wife are going to go through some real stuff. And I think she might try to kill him. And then oh. I think there's going to be a lot of cool drama. And then I think Roxy, I don't know. Okay, so I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed your predictions. Um, I wrote that Roxy, the one who's been married to her husband after four days, it will probably be the longest running and most successful marriage because they have got to do a transformation with this character. She cannot be. Ellie may clamp it forever. Like it's utterly ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like she's going to grow and progress. And yeah. Then, she's got you know, to like, she's got to evolve. The red. Her husband seems like he has really good work ethic. Yeah, and he was He's a really cute, nice guy. Like, I could see him working him his way up. Yes. Cause he was like impressive next... when that guy came up to him with the ball. You know what I mean? Like, so he was, he's got a pretty good head on his shoulders and he's taking mm-hmm. care of a mother of two. Like that. Anyway, the redhead, she and her husband have got to split. Like, he is a piece of shit. He's so worried about his image and how he's going to look. Like, he doesn't care about her. He doesn't care about her feelings. He's got to go. I think the son who is beating his mama is going to get in more serious trouble. Like, hurt a girlfriend or spend some time in jail for, like, not getting his rage under control. And, like, ruin his chances at a military career. And that's going to be, like, its own whole thing. 
Thoughts on the child? Oof. I mean, it's got, he's got it. He's going to be, he's going to hit a girlfriend or he's going to jail or something because. Yeah. He, something's going to, something, he's going to get locked up for something. Yeah. He's going to like attempted murder or fucking some dark bullshit yeah. or he's going to blow his brains out. Yeah. Yes. Because that boy is full of rage. And then um, I think that, you know, the couple where she's struggling with PTSD, I think that's going to put a strain on their marriage. And I almost think maybe they ultimately split. I don't know. And then maybe he be he like works at the base. Yeah, yeah. Like helping other folks, and that's how he sticks around. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I think she. I think he might. I see it as he might try to like overcompensate because he's a shrink and he gets too close, and then they get in a fight. Yeah. And, that could. You know, be, that's a really. She good. knows what she's doing. Probably kicks his ass or something. Yeah, just because like, that's the way this show is gonna go. Because they don't know how to. Yeah, they, nobody knows they, how to deal with They might not issues. know how to show those emotions in any other way besides <laughs> yeah. anger. Yeah, not a lot of emotional intelligence going on here. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're on the same page as far as predictions. Did you like it overall? Or like... I told you, I hated the first 21 minutes I liked from the Tea Party on. Okay. It's weird for me because I don't have like a point in the story where I was like, oh, I like it now. It was just like, I liked certain storylines and I like where I can see yeah. the going. And for me, like, two of the chicks are hot, so... Oh, good gracious. Which ones? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously, only two are hot. Um, and, but Sterling is cool. Yeah. I liked... There's, there's some characters I want to see where they go. And, uh, you know, we won't see that, but hopefully at the end, maybe we'll do some research and find out. Maybe not. We never really do, so... But it'll be interesting to see what this cast of characters looks like seven years later. Yeah. Seven years later, which um, I have to imagine just looking at from like a military perspective that you're going to lose some characters because some people just do like three, four years in the army. Right. Like that's a, that's an easy way to get rid of a, like a couple or like a storyline you don't care about. And just be like, well, they're done with the, you know, or they deployed or this or that. Yeah. Mm hmm. So yeah, they, you know, they're done. It doesn't seem there, but it seems like most of them are career uh long army folks uh husband the wife you know they they have high ranks so yeah well so that they, was, yeah, I, they, this was yeah. a one where you like you said you laugh you cry because there is some like really interesting things but there's also some shit you're just like you gotta shake your head at well it's if you watch this by yourself you wouldn't be as enjoyable it wouldn't be as enjoyable as like us just like getting together and talking about it yeah Exactly. And like poking fun at it and ripping it apart. But if you just watch it by yourself, you kind of be like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be, it would be as entertaining as having someone to just be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You need that person to look at and be like, yeah. If you watch this with someone else, it'll be fun to be like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Don't watch it alone because it's fucking stupid. It's like date watch night. Something Don't else. watch alone. Yeah. All right, guys. Come back Thursday. We'll get to the bottom of army, army wives. No idea where this is going to go. So, no. I mean, we made our predictions. This is one of those things that could be anything. I don't know who's going to show up. Yeah. You know, seven years later, the show could get more popular. They might have someone better on the show. Who knows? Yeah. It might pull in hated Peter Tier and just swap <laughs> and be like, hey, Roxanne is not Roxanne anymore. It's Roxy's ten sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my damn, damn Jesus. All right, guys. See you Thursday. <laughs>